0: Paul Benzman is in New York today, uh, probably having a little better better weather than we are. I can tell you that right now. And uh, you know, we got guests in the studio today, so we're going to go around a little bit. We're going to tell everybody who's joining us. We got Ethan, of course, uh, sitting in Paul's seat. Angel to my right on the board, working the mics, and of course, Solana to my left, and she's with Craig Folly every Friday and uh, working with him all week long. Mm-hmm. So. A lot to share behind the glass, of course. Don't forget uh, the one and only Kelsey and, of course, Michael, making sure we behave on camera. So they tell me their mics aren't working in the back, so they give us hand signs, a little humor, and everything else like, uh, What's up, Ethan? You know, that's one of the big things. (laughs) What's up, Ethan? So, you know, you're wearing your Bowling Green shirt today. It's another weekend for football and everything. We'll talk about that the second hour. But the first hour, we're going to talk about road conditions, Driving in today. So, Angel, you probably drove more than anybody today because you have another job before you even get here. Yes, I do. So, uh what were the conditions uh, in the area you were driving? Well, I've been on the road since 1 o'clock this
1: morning, and <laughs> it's been snowing. It snowed for like the first four hours of my route, and it was slippery. I saw one or two accidents, and it was just horrible
0: this morning. Now, you deliver... Uh, Oakland Press Oakland Press so do you have to you have to go to do you throw them on the driveways or do you put them in slots on the mailboxes
1: both driveways I put them on the slots in the mailboxes sometimes some houses want them on the porch whatever's oh. requested
0: I mean we get our we get the free press but we get ours in the slot you know I have a double slot right. for my mailbox and I, I'm on a curve so I get to watch the tighter marks <laughs> and then we put the stakes up during the winter so that at least they hit the stakes gently versus just driving across the lawn you know it's but it's been rough out there and what about with you Anna? how was the drive today well
2: i drive from ipsy so i actually am just all freeway i had zero problem getting here as soon as i got off the expressway though um at orchard lake i could tell like the roads were a little bit different out this way
0: <laughs> and um, but not so bad the young driver who drove me in today <laughs> because they won't let me you know they this little <laughs> item on my neck they keep they keep arguing with me
3: no, you keep arguing with us. That's besides the what point. What are you talking about? Um, the the roads were very icy by us this morning. Um, makes it a little bit more self conscious about it because I do have you already <laughs> injured and need to be extra careful with you, or You're Paul, or Paul might get mad at me. So yeah. Um. Yeah.
0: No, we did see tire tracks everywhere. I mean, there's no doubt they went up off the curbs and a few of the other places but it's warm in the studio today it's over 72 degrees in here so it's better than you know we're warmer than a mall actually and i'm going to talk about the malls and i'm going to talk about shopping and everything so uh, a lot of things going on but you know it is so good to be back in the studio when it it hits a saturday it's like boy where did the whole week go and uh you know alana with uh, craig you've been so busy um what was uh, yesterday's show like downtown Oh, it
2: was great. Um, We always shoot on Fridays downtown Detroit at the Buell Bar. The first hour is what he calls the People's Panel.
0: And And, just for our listeners here Talking Biz, a lot of them may not drop into his show, the Craig Foley Show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know about the Buell Bar. We know about the Buell Building. Mm -hmm. So what's his first hour really in detail all about, other than Uh, you looking beautiful there?
2: Oh, well, thanks. Uh, (laughs) The first hour, he uh, likes to have what he calls the People's Panel, which is just everyday people uh, coming in and talking about the news of the week. So um, he pretty much puts out like a casting call notice, um, via Facebook or, um, however he likes to get his, uh, his listeners attention. And they just basically volunteer and say, you know, I'm available for the hour of 11 to 12 on Friday, you know, and he'll... Let them come in and just basically give their opinions on the news of the week. And a lot of it becomes Trump based, um, just getting their opinions um, most specifically this week on how the election went and, you know, their experience uh, going to the polls and what they thought about, you know, the results of the election.
0: Well, we're going to come back to what, you know, some of his things. Let's mm-hmm. talk about going to the polls, you mm-hmm. know, and everything. So, uh, Angel, did you vote? Actually, I didn't. Whoa, whoa. Angel, Angel,
4: yep.
1: what happened? Um, well, I know everybody should. I, obviously, I hear just like everybody else, everybody should vote. Now, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, honest is a good thing for our show. Yeah, so <laughs> being perfectly honest, you know, I've, I've lived in Pontiac, Michigan all my life. Mm-hmm. That's not the best community. And one thing I've noticed is it, it hasn't mattered who we voted for locally um, president-wise, I've never seen anything change in my community ever. Nothing, period. I used to work in your community. Then you probably haven't seen anything change in this. W-P-O-N radio, way back,
0: <laughs> way I'm, probably before you were born. I'm not so sure. Yeah, I've never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely never heard of it. We were in the Riker building back then, downtown. So,
1: So for me, it's like, you know, when you see everybody telling you to go vote and you see everybody around you goes and votes but nothing affects anything where you live, it kind of turns you off from even voting.
0: You've had a couple of major changes in Pontiac. Um, Number one, two, one in in law enforcement and one uh, in community safety with the fire department. Uh, The city transferred its rights as a police department to the sheriff's office. And the fire department became part of Waterford and became a regional fire department at that point in time. School-wise, they shut down one of the high schools right right, right away. Where I graduated from Pontiac Central. Right. Couldn't miss that near Johnson Road there by the hospital just down the street. And um, downtown Pontiac was trying to make this transformation into an entertainment center that didn't quite make it. You know, they thought they were going to, and then it didn't make it. Now they're trying to reevaluate to bring people back down again for like the fifth time. So watching all that and then going north, you know, up Perry and everything else, and now with the um, Auburn Hills closed for the palace, it's, it's again driving people away from the community, not to the community. Right. So growing up in a neighborhood, how did you find then the neighborhood that you grew up in? Did you find it to be a, a safe environment? Did you find it to be um, challenging? Uh, there
1: was nothing safe about it, and it was very challenging.
0: Okay, so is that why you believe it made you turn off to elections and not to participate?
1: Yeah, that's uh, the main thing. Like I said, you know, you know, I'm 30 now. I've lived in Pontiac all my life. I've never seen anything change, no matter who's been elected. Now, there's nothing. I mean, nothing positive has come from anything. So it's like, well, what am I voting for? What, I mean, what is my vote going to change around here? What's, gonna, what's it going to benefit my life?
0: What would you like, if you could change one thing in Pontiac today, if you were elected as the mayor, <laughs> right. we won't tell her that, she's not got the job, <laughs> but if you were elected mayor today and you could change one po- thing to make it more positive, what would be your one goal?
1: I'd focus on the kids so they don't grow up thinking how I'm thinking right now because if you focus on the kids and... You you know, they see things that you're doing that can affect them, and maybe they don't got to go through all these daily challenges and all these struggles, and maybe they don't got to be in the streets and see all these negative things. Maybe they can grow up feeling like something can change. Maybe I can do something. Maybe voting changes. But if you grow up, you see nothing changes. Your parents are always struggling, suffering. Nothing benefits you or them. It's like, okay, well, what am I here for?
0: So do you think... Um that we we bombed, in a sense. We failed in the educational side, or did we fail after-school programs? Um, did we fail with the families themselves, the parents? Are a lot of the families in your area two parents or one parent? One parent. So that becomes the first challenge. Yes. So knowing that we have one parent to raise a family and they've got to go to work every day then we have the educational system, and then we have the after-school programs that need to be strengthened. Right. So I guess we have to get you elected. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like the best bet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I guess we're going to get you registered to make sure you can vote, and then I think uh, you may have to move forward into a position to make change. I guess that's the problem that we see every day out there is that, In this election, we saw a number of young people get elected to Congress uh, in Washington and, and of course, here in Michigan at our own legislature. So they have come to the cry of saying there's time for change, and it's got to be now. And, you know, when we talk about Craig's show, you uh, mentioned a little bit earlier, Alana, that, you know, people are talking about the voting and everything else. Mm -hmm. So did you vote? Yes, I did. Okay, so, and Ethan, you voted? Yes, I did. I know you voted. <laughs> I know, you know. But i got to ask the question. It's it's part of the show. So, did you vote, um, and I know they voted in the back a little bit because we talked, but their mics can't function. Um, when, did you vote early, later, or what, what part of the day did you vote? Oh,
2: go? good question. Okay, so Tuesday. I was planning, like, ahead of time, I was like, I'm going to get there early, and then i saw a tweet i think from the free press that told you like times to not go vote like because it's going to be peak times right so um it said like between like seven and nine like don't go to the polls and i was like well okay well that changes a little bit of my plan but that's fine so i went and it was about ten thirty. and i when i tell you i got in so fast and the longest thing, the, the long the thing that took the longest for me was the actual filling out of my ballot. And by the time I was leaving, there was a line. So like it was the perfect experience on Tuesday. And I have never been able to sit and vote. Like there were chairs at my oh, precinct. Really? Yeah, and it was very interesting um, setup. But I was I was pleased with it. I had a great experience. And
0: on you, Tuesday. Ethan, this was your first uh, midterm vote?
3: No. No. (laughs) No.
0: You're going to just sit there and go,
3: no. I I am because it's kind of embarrassing. I've been voting from your household for how many years now? This is random. This
0: is, you know, digital platform broadcasting where we're supposed to pretend we don't know the answers.
3: (laughs) I know. I know. It just makes it so difficult. Um, It was an interesting experience because for the last few years, I was doing absentee ballots um, in November. Mm -hmm. But. the The turnout for this election at the time we typically go, which is right when they open, compared to the uh, primaries, was much different. When we were at the primaries, we showed up, I think, even like five minutes later than we showed up this past time, and we so were, we got there about a quarter to seven this yeah, morning. Yeah, and we were one, two, and three. Yep. Um, we for the primary, and mm-hmm. we were like 30, 1, 32, 33 for this, right. plus like. Another huge line of people behind us. So, well, what was interesting was uh, the Free Press had a great write-up on
0: the the strength of this election, how many people turned out, and um, really wanted to voice an opinion. And it wasn't just for the amend, you know, the uh, three proposals, but really talking about the candidates at length. and And I think it's important because this was a major wave in the election of young people. And when I say young people, I'm talking about new guard coming into Congress, coming into the Senate versus uh, let's bring back the old troops over and over. Let's recycle somebody that under Michigan law, the, the legislature, you can only be reelected. And then once you're reelected, you've got to move on. You can't stay in the same slot. So whether you're attorney general, governor, uh, senator, or legislator, you get two terms, you're out. So if you're a legislator, you then try to go to the Senate and the House. Then from there, you try to move to Congress uh, in D.C., and once you're there, you can camp out. So it's interesting that when people finally said, enough of the same people doing the same thing every day. And I think when we saw some major changes, some very, very tight races in Michigan, it was because the people like yourselves in the room got up, got out, and decided to exercise their voice and really make it a positive change. So we'll see what happens down the road with it. Um, You know, we had the three amendments. Um, It'll be interesting to see now what happens from a business side on the marijuana laws because there's no uh, definition to it. It just says we're going to pass it. But as we all joke at coffee every morning, just imagine it's illegal by federal law to put the money in the bank. So we open up co-ops to bank. So one day we're going to say the co-op was robbed. But nobody ever called the police because it's illegal to have the money there. So this is like one of our little comedy pieces to the laws that we pass Mm -hmm. where we vote on. And then we say, now what do we do until the federal government makes that physical change? that says marijuana can be sold as a recreational or as a medical uh, item across the table. So... That'll be interesting. Paul would be sitting there right now going, oh, this is so great. Let's rob one of these places. Nobody will bother us. <laughs> well, he
3: probably wouldn't say it on air. He'd tell you off air. He knows the police can look at the tape. <laughs> you
0: can look at the tape, but you can't do anything for the money. You know, this is so great. So um, well, it's, it's interesting that everybody got out there. So let, let's go back to downtown with the Buell for a minute. Mm-hmm and with Craig's show, because uh, it's interesting to hear the type of guest that he gets in. Mm -hmm. So this being the election week, and we know that there had to be a lot of commentary. Oh, yeah. um, Did you find uh, the commentary more uh, in a positive direction versus the last um, period of time being very agitated?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The three uh, panelists, they were all... uh, they seem to be all excited and hopeful, and um, just looking forward to seeing some real change. And I mean, can we blame them? <laughs> well, I think that's—I think that is why a lot of younger people ended up showing up to the polls is because they're, they, you know, they want to see some sort of change.
0: Okay, so you're coming from Ypsilanti, mm-hmm. so you've got Eastern Michigan there and the University mm-hmm. of Michigan in your backyard. Yes, versus the other way around. See, I like to mm-hmm. say it that way. So yep, I attended big- both. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So from a Mac to a Big Ten. Um,
2: Vice versa, actually. Oh, I Big went Ten. to U of M for my freshman year and then I transferred
0: to Eastern. Well, that's
2: yeah. great. <laughs>
0: you see, there is, there is life at the Mac. Yeah, not so bad. Two Mac people in the room here, you know? <laughs> yeah. So this is great. And um, what was the atmosphere on campus as you would? I, I mean, I know you go in, you know, you're not living on campus in the sense of nine to five, you know. Mm-hmm. But the community itself, with the, leading up to the election.
2: Oh, it's been a while since I went to either. I know, um, but, you're, but yeah. you're
0: in the community, you're living there. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Oh, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, let's be honest, Proposal 1 was probably the biggest uh Thing that college students were interested in, aside from wanting to see change So in that the was the proposal science.
0: for better living through chemistry. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, you know, there's no denying that that was one of the biggest polls, um, out to the polls.
0: Okay. What about, what about Ethan? Um, you know, you've been on a couple different campuses now, visiting and seeing. Do you you, even uh, in in a class that you take at night? Any conversation on the proposal one?
3: No. No.
0: Any signs around the campus about proposal one?
3: I don't know. I walk from the parking lot to a building and back to the parking lot, and and it's the first (laughs) building from the parking lot. Yes, it is. Okay. Well, just trying Uh, to get a better feel.
0: And when you were well, we got a few seconds left. So, Angel, when you were driving around, was there a lot of proposal one signs out there on the lawns?
1: Mm, I haven't seen. I didn't see many actually. I, I mean, saw more I, people talking about it, but I didn't see too many signs. See,
0: that's the thing. I didn't see many signs for Proposal 1. I saw elect this person or that person. Well, mm-hmm.
3: I saw for Proposal 2 a yeah. few signs. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Prop
2: 2 for sure.
0: All right. Well, we're going to talk about that. But you know what we're going to do? We've got so much going on. So with Lana in the studio, with Ethan and Angel, uh, you're listening to Talking Biz.
5: Do you want to see things like this?
6: To safety, guys? <laughs> well, I mean,
7: tactically, or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We
2: need to have a talk.
7: I take my axe and I smash it. No.
2: <laughs>
8: and check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous drakes. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Uh... Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Hey, you guys. It's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skate Weekly on New Radio Media. Turtle power!
9: A new Northwestern medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways, even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. Eighty-six percent of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
0: And welcome back to Talking Biz at NewRadioMedia. You know, I'm going to always say NewRadioMedia.com because we want you to find us on the Apple and Google apps. You know, we, we are free. Uh, we're not cheap, but we're free. And, uh, you know, just dial it in, take a look at it on your uh, phones, on your computers, put it up on your smart TVs. Uh, Play us back when you want to, you know, and when you do, you'll see not only our show Talking Biz, but with all of our different community channels, you'll start to see so many exciting things happening, and uh, we're going to break it down a little bit later. We were talking about Craig Foley's show downtown a little bit with Alana, but you know, today the President of the United States is in France. Um, This is a somber time, Uh, and we talk about Veterans Day coming up tomorrow, and uh, prior to that, we used to have a different day for it and because it started you know to memorialize those that had fallen in service so I'm gonna ask our staff behind the glass to do me a favor and we're gonna look at our monitors and we're gonna pop it up on the monitor right now for you to watch with us.
10: There's some confusion when it comes to Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Veterans Day is a day to thank and honor everyone who served in the military. Memorial Day is a day to remember and honor military service members who've died during their service to this country. The history of Veterans Day comes from Armistice Day, which was declared November 11, 1918, the end of World War I. It was primarily set aside to honor veterans of World War I, but after World War II in Korea, Congress changed Armistice Day to Veterans Day. Memorial Day was originally known as Decoration Day, a day set aside to remember all Americans lost in the Civil War. In 1868, families decorated the graves of 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers at Arlington National Cemetery. After World War I, Decoration Day was renamed Memorial Day and extended to all service members who died in all American wars. Both of these holidays recognize service members for their patriotism, willingness to serve, and sacrifice for this country.
0: a little bit different than everybody thought and i want to thank uh, my friends at the department of defense for uh that little feed that they sent over to me um i appreciate it and you know we honor our fallen and we we thank those that have fought for us to give us the freedoms that we have here in the united states so you know to me my father was in the service i went to the service and um So many people that went and never came home or they came back from the service, unfortunately, uh, with a loss of a limb. Um, In some cases, you know, there's been a lot of, unfortunately, brain injury that we see later in life from it. So when you're out and about, everybody, and you see um, a person of uniform at a restaurant, go over and say thank you and uh, don't be shy. Pick up the check. Let them know that you care about them. I think it's very, very important. You know, we do Memorial Day. We see the poppies on the the people buy every day. But when we get into armistice or what we call, you know, Veterans Day like today or tomorrow and then Monday, of course, being the legal holiday, um, we don't take it in the same vein. It's not done that. I know that when my father passed and the we had a military a funeral um, and we did the gun salute and the flag was handed to my mother at the time. Uh, very moving, mm-hmm. but very respectful. My father retired from the military as a major and uh, his time in the service, and then he stayed his contract labor later on. Um, very, very important to him. Never, and, and I know that he discussed with Ethan, for example, a lot of what happened that he never talked to my brothers about or to myself. Is that right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, growing up, um, when I would go to school, because my mom worked for my grandfather uh, and the office was like 10 minutes away, I would go to his office after school and uh think, think it was around like middle middle school time. Um, I happened to stumble upon some stuff, asked him about it, and uh, he said it was the first time he's actually shared it with anyone. So.
0: And what were some of the things that he shared with you?
3: Um, a lot of it was... Uh, Letters and photos. Um, a few of the letters he had mentioned, like, were things that he received, but received after, like, finding out that this person had been killed in action or um, had gone missing. So a lot of these letters of from people that he would write to while in the military, while they didn't make it, he had, like, kind of, like, last words from them in a sense, even though uh, nobody knew it was going to be the last Words. Mm -hmm. He also got letters from some very
0: unique people, didn't he? Um, Did he not... uh, I mean, I know the answer to this one, but uh, he was with Patton in the 5th Armored Division, and um, they uh, liberated a concentration camp.
3: Yeah, they they did.
0: And some of the letters that he got were from the prisoners of the concentration camp.
3: Yeah, those I don't remember as well. Um, Like, those he actually didn't share with me as much i do kind of recall that uh more or less i remember the letters though from his more frequent correspondence
0: and alana did you have any family grandparents or anybody mm-hmm. going the service and what, yeah. what did they share
2: yeah um so my mom's dad my grandpa um he passed away a couple years ago um completely unrelated to being a veteran but uh he was in the air force um I can't recall any specific stories, but I do know that the service that um, the funeral service was incredibly moving. And um, he it's the the place out in Holly.
0: OK. Veterans' the, Fum- Yes. Memorial. Yes. Right.
2: And that place is just it's so it's so incredibly powerful yeah. to to uh, be there.
0: Right. We've had a funeral out there mm-hmm. already for uh our son-in-law is a father, and oh, okay. uh, we have another one going out there
3: shortly. He's currently residing in our basement. He was cremated in Oh, okay. <laughs> don't, make it like, it that don't, way. don't make it like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Bob, we'll be back to see it a little bit, but, but don't go anywhere. I'm, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> Bob you... was
0: a mate, Bob, Bob Bertram, a very dear friend of mine, uh, passed away, and uh, his remains will be taken to Holly for a formal uh, Air Force Funeral.
3: Although, um, you had suggested putting his remains mm-hmm. on the foundation of where we are currently building our new house. On his old property. On his old property. But we all thought he would haunt the property then, so <laughs> oh, we wow. all nixed that idea very quickly.
0: And uh, Angel, anybody in the family uh, serve uh Actually, country? not
1: that I'm aware of. Okay.
0: All right. So... Okay, so we have all that. You know, I wanted everybody to understand a little bit of the difference of an armistice to a Veterans Day. Uh, Very, very important to to take a look at. So we got some things today. Today, you know, this day in history, uh, November the 10th for those of you, uh, 1969 was a very big day for the kids. What was 1969 all about since you
3: typed it up? (laughs) I know I typed it up. I want to see if anybody else knows because it's kind of cheating.
2: Well... We went to the moon in nineteen sixty nine,
0: right? No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this is a little different. This would have had some very unique characters.
2: Mm. For children. Sesame Street?
0: Yes. Ah Sesame Street <laughs> Sesame Street Classic. debuted. Awesome. This day nineteen 19- yeah. And uh, you know, their favorite line, can you tell me how to get how to get to Sesame Street? Yeah, it became on to be widely viewed all over the world at 120 countries at its peak.
2: Oh, wow. All
0: right. Um, this one in 1975 became a song because it sank in Lake Superior.
10: Oh. It's
0: Boy, I feel like it's a game show now. <laughs> this <Yes>. is exciting. <laughs> 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 I didn't know there'd be
2: a quiz. Um, Lake Superior. S- it's a song.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, when you say it. The uh,
0: sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald
2: Oh, okay
0: (laughs) Yep, all 29 crew members And the ship went down We rang the bell 29 times in memory Launched in 1958 You know, Lake Superior took down a number of ships Over years and years And uh, another ship, the Anderson uh, Kept up radio contact with the Fitzgerald Tried to lead it to safety But the ship went down And they just could not do it this one, of course, is uh, a unique one for sports, and it should probably be safe for the second hour. But we'll toss it out because <laughs> my sports fans are in the room. Maryland gets a miracle in Miami. This is a football game in 1984. So take it away, Ethan.
3: <laughs> I gave you the description. <laughs> well, I know the description by heart. It was 31 to nothing. It was 31 to nothing. At the half. Yes. And then what happened? And then Maryland comes back to win the game after being down thirty-one points. I believe this was already I think this was a bowl game, wasn't it? The Orange Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, it was. So wow. uh now the Orange Bowl and all those bowls don't even take place till New Year's Day. So Yeah,
0: forty two to forty was the final score. Wow.
3: So, you know,
0: don't don't say that things can't happen, you know, <laughs> at these bowl games besides food. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to look at two more pieces, but, you know, the time is uh, moving right along. And um, on the other side, you know, on the next, uh, on the bottom going back to the top of the hour, as we always say, um, we're going to look at a couple of things. I I, I, I love your fingers. I, I, lo- I love the fingers. Hey, <laughs> hey, boss, you got two minutes left. <laughs> I, I just want
3: to make sure you know not to throw I, it to commercial too early. Oh, I would never <laughs> throw it to commercial early.
0: You know... In 2001, <laughs> hot shot, <laughs> in the wake of the 9 11, where we lost a tremendous amount of life forget material things, but life and um, President Bush addresses the United Nations regarding terrorism. And this was really the first formal statement of terrorism to the world. And then in 2012, President Obama was re-elected. And, um, you know, that was pretty good. You know, I think that uh, kind of changed things a little bit and uh, gave the country a different feeling at the time that it needed. You know, it was a time of healing, it was a time of uh, rediscovery of who we are and uh, the definition of how are we going to take care of people at home while looking at the world as partners that are so necessary. So, you know, I want you to think about that a little bit and. Uh, we got birthdays coming up because we always love a good birthday that we've got to celebrate. So we'll talk about some birthdays coming up. And, um, you know, if you're uh, listening to us, we've got Alana, we've got Ethan and uh, Angel in the studio. And the music tells me I get to read some more of my notes. And we'll see you shortly.
7: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and dine special, 9 Holes of Golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in a Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com. Detroit.
8: It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here
3: on NewRadioMedia.com.
8: Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service, and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake.
0: And I hear a little buzz, you know, because it must be the birthday buzz, you know, in my headphones saying, uh, welcome back to Talking Biz, new radio media. And, uh, you know, we were talking about Veterans Day, uh, Armistice Day, Memorial Day, you know, the differences and everything else. But, uh, it's birthday time, you know. Paul and I always talk about birthdays. You know, he reads me his Facebook page of everybody that's having a birthday, you know, John Doe, Mary Doe, any of the Doe kids, <laughs> uh, stuff like that. But, um... A lot of you won't remember this person because he was an actor in Hollywood and uh, very famous Richard Burton. Richard Burton was married to Elizabeth Taylor and uh, played in Cleopatra. That's where he and Elizabeth Taylor got together. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? They also played together in that movie. Uh, Born in 1925 and unfortunately passed. Uh, Sinbad. Now, we all know Sinbad the actor, right? (laughs) Um, Sinbad, matter of fact, was a year ago. I was in Toronto with Sinbad, we had uh, we were at a big fundraising dinner together. we sat together and um, you know I said to him, "So David,, uh, how do you love your role of acting for a kid who grew up in St. Joe, Michigan?" And uh, he was so funny he says, "You know, we used to go out and play basketball with all of these beautiful kids from the Jewish community center, you know and you know, I thought they were albinos because they <laughs> all had afros. I didn't know that they were white kids. <laughs> and he was—he was great. Um, we were there for a big uh, fundraiser in Canada uh, for the Anti-Defamation League, Benay Brith, and uh, to fight anti-Semitism throughout Canada. And then, of course, George Peck, actor. Um, Drake and Josh. Oh, See, yeah. See, this is now your group, you know. See, I'm getting <laughs> yeah. to your group. Uh, grandf- Mike, is,
2: Mike is definitely excited gra- about gra- All right. Grandfa- Josh. <laughs>
0: grandfathered and Battle of the Year. Right? Did I get them all?
3: Mm, well, that's what I wrote down for you because. Because
0: I'm not sure. I
3: not... know you kept asking me for Ooh. about the grandfathered one. Is it grandfather? No, it's grandfathered.
0: Yeah, grandfathered. Oh, with, John that show Stamos,
3: with John
2: Stamos. Stamos. Is well, is it, it was I've o- never it, seen it, but it I saw it. It was only on
3: for, I think, one I or two it. seasons. Oh, man. so but... I can
0: get rid of this then.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. You finally got through it. All, all right, so <laughs>
0: let's, get your, let's get our shopping bags out, everybody, and let's talk about the holiday season's coming up. Before mm-hmm. you know it, Thanksgiving's going to be here, the Black Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, let's talk about, number one, should retail be closed on Thanksgiving? When I talk about retail... I mean, I understand the supermarket's going to be open, the drugstore's going to be open, stuff like that.
3: The gas station will be open.
0: A lot of them don't. It was an amazing time. when, For years, they never were. Only a few were. Not like today. But should the shopping centers, the malls be open? Or should they open at 6 a.m. on Friday morning? So, Angel, you're my first shopper on my right.
1: Well, me personally, I'm not going to do any shopping on Thanksgiving. I'm gonna be at home with the family, enjoying food or whatnot. Now, in general, maybe they sh- I think they should be open because not everybody celebrates holidays. So I don't think life should stop, you know, for certain people because they don't celebrate
0: holidays. Okay, fair. Uh, Alana,
2: I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna patronize places that are open on Thanksgiving just because I feel like. Anybody that wants to be with their family, like you're saying you want to be, you shouldn't be forced to work that day. Right. Right. So like, you know, everybody's going to try and get that day off from work. If they, if their place of employment is open, I shouldn't say everybody, I should say a majority of people I would assume would want that day off. Um, whether they actually plan on spending time with their family or not, (laughs) um, you know, holidays are an excuse for a day off. So, um, I absolutely think you know it's ridiculous for places to be open, um, like like Target or something like that, like places that don't necessarily need to be open on Thanksgiving just to be open for early Black Friday sales. Like, let's just go back to you know the the doorbuster deals at six a.m. Like you're saying mm-hmm. on Black Friday, like that's that's more. I feel like it's a lot more reasonable.
0: Okay, Ethan. Oh, um... Yeah, you. That's yeah. You. you know, the guy in the orange shirt there. Hmm. hmm. Is that what color
3: this is? Um, not bad well, for a
0: colorblind guy, huh? I
3: know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, when it comes to whether or not they should be open, yeah. I, I think... I don't know. I don't really have an issue with it as long as, um you know... The only thing I would maybe suggest with this is if for people that ha- have to work like at a Target or Walmart or wherever on a on a Friday Black Friday, not so much on a, I mean Thursday, not Friday. Whatever. Yeah, I think there should be a pay incentive. There I, probably I, is. I think there needs to be like some sort of. Yeah, maybe one and, incent- and a half times based. Yeah. Yeah, because you're but you, you are being taken.
0: There has been comments out there that if you don't work.
3: You don't have a job. How do you feel about that? Uh, that, that I don't agree with. but um, Because, you know, you could have people that go out of town for the holidays, mm-hmm. and if they're scheduled to work and they try to get off, and as an employer you're not giving them that time off. Well, then, you know, I think it's more on the employer just not being uh, very understanding of you know the personnel that are working for you. Because without the personnel working for you, your company can't succeed.
0: Well, listen to what Angel said earlier. It's, it's about being with the family. Exactly. So the question is have we placed um, retail greater
3: than the family? O- overall, I'm going to say no. Um, right, that's enough. We'll okay.
2: Um, it's a toss-up. Um, I think that you know, when it comes to Thanksgiving, it it gets automatically tied with Black Friday, right? And, like, all the deals that are coming up, and sometimes it might get overshadowed by that as well. All right, so
0: wait a minute. Let, let, let's look at it from a minute, and I'm going to come to Angel in a second here. When Christmas comes, and let's make it during the week purposely so the store would be open on, mm-hmm. on a weekday, most stores close for Christmas Day.
2: Agreed. Mm-hmm. So
0: what's the difference between Christmas to Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is not a religious holiday. Right. It is a community holiday based on the government from the pilgrims way back when for those, (laughs) you know, versus the other being a holiday. So some people say, okay, I celebrate Christmas, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I celebrate Hanukkah. The next one says I celebrate Kwanzaa. The Mm -hmm. next one celebrates Christmas at a later later date because of the way an Orthodox, uh, Greek Orthodox would be their holiday comes later. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you look at these things and so... Why does one close down and on the other, which is a national holiday type, stay open? i was just kind of curious. Thoughts?
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I believe it's because one of them is a religious holiday and the other one isn't. That's the only thing that I can think of, honestly. But
0: we're a country of multiple religions, so um, that's the only question I have. Um, Is the, is the religion weighing the country at that point or is the country weighing the religion?
1: See, to me, that goes to the same question about the Thanksgiving, like should stores close or not. Like for religious purposes, there's people who Jehovah's Witness, for instance, they don't celebrate any holidays. So should stores close, you know, for them too? Because they don't celebrate anything. So for me, you know, they go hand in hand.
0: Okay. Very good. I never thought of it that way. That's that's very important to look at.
3: Well, the only go thing ahead. I might say to that, not to that comment, but right. with, this, with the uh, question overall... Mm-hmm. Do we think that that in the landscape of the business world, is Christmas more important than Thanksgiving, and is that why employers and like companies will shut down for Christmas rather than Thanksgiving? Is there more importance placed on like the holiday of Christmas than on like a holiday like Thanksgiving? Well, you'd
2: And and I think that's what the overall question is, right? Right. You know, um, is uh, is a religious holiday more important than a nationally observed holiday? Or, you know, like, should we... Like, should Monday, because it's the legal observation, right, or however you word it, of Veterans Day, you know, should places be closed? Should places give, you know, automatic discounts or, you know, whatever? Uh, Point being, you know, you got to just... Whoever's in charge of making those rules, you
4: just
0: <laughs> 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 Hallmark. <laughs> Well, Hallmark, you know, Hallmark has been pushing um, for a long time, but they've, but they've made a major change. Hallmark, you know, was a great greeting card company. Today, their mm-hmm. greeting card business has taken a tremendous hit. Right. You know, there's a lot of stores have closed, a lot of racks have thinned down. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you've seen Hallmark come and do is got into making more holiday movies, uh, they run oh, multiple channels. they got two channels plus. Oh, okay. they've, got a, they've got a pay channel now coming on board. Uh, on top of that, with Sirius Radio, they have now locked in um, the one channel for the holiday music, um, calling it the Hallmark Channel. So their focus has changed to a new marketing plan because revenues in brick-and-mortar card shops have changed dramatically. You can get a Hallmark card electronically. You know, you can go into their site and you can do all that kind of stuff. Same thing with American Greeting, Mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, um, the brick-and-mortar Hallmark stores, unfortunately, the one in our neighborhood closed. And um, a couple more that we've known around town have have, have also closed. And then the the department stores put in, or the bigger super stores, the Walmarts of the world, the Miters and stuff, put in greater greeting cards now much more in their floor space for greeting cards and for the holiday season. Well,
3: and you can go to like a Dollar Tree and still find gr- good greeting cards right. or holiday cards for cheaper, way cheaper prices than what you could have got at Hallmark. Yeah. So
0: so the next question is, with the holiday coming on, do we look at the brick and mortar for our shopping um, experience or do we look at the um, online shopping
1: What are your thoughts? I'm looking at both.
0: Okay, but give me a percentage. What do you do more of?
1: In-person shopping. I'd rather see things, touch them. If I want some clothes, I'd rather
0: try it on first. So in person, I'd rather do it in person. Well, that's good because Paul would say, well, you know, I went to Lord & Taylor. Nobody waited on me. A big sign on the glass door said, you know, online shopping 24 hours a day. And I said, Paul, how did you try on the shirt? (laughs) (laughs) He says, well, you know, you try it on at home. If it doesn't fit, ship it back. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) just seems like so much extra, right? It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, to me, I would think you'd want to go and try on the shoes. Do they fit? Do I need a Y? Do I need a regular? Mm -hmm. What are the designs, the patterns, you know, um, all of these different things. You know, you, Ethan, it's not a big deal. Everything to you is a sports, uh, what, is that? what is that, another uh, logo shirt, courtesy of the university. So whatever the university gives as the manager of the baseball team, you know, you were good. The Detroit Tigers, when you worked for them, you got clothing from the Tigers. So you're, you're set for a good 10 years. Uh, <laughs> I
3: mean. Maybe not 10 years, but, <laughs> I mean, some, but, uh, but we'll both at least five. Well,
0: five good years. I mean, some great clothing. I mean, but, you know. I was
3: going to ask, where can I get one of those, you know, very, uh. Fashionable neck braces. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: For the right price in surgery, you too can walk out of the hospital facility with a brand new yes. And if you call in today, we give you two for twenty-nine ninety-five. <laughs> Shipping and handling is extra.
3: Can I get them in different colors?
0: <laughs> if you prefer. I don't I don't like that color. So let's ask Alana. I mean, a woman looks at things a little differently for trying on clothes than guys do. Yeah. Uh, I hate
2: trying on clothes. But i that's so just, it's more that of a, just chore. a personal it's choice. It's more of a
0: chore. Do you like let me ask you this question you enjoy even going shopping
2: i do um it really just depends uh f- what i'm shopping for gotta be in the mood uh, yeah exactly i yeah, didn't I've know how to word too. it without well, sounding yeah no, no, i, no. I, yeah, I we, gotta be in the mood we've for heard shopping. That from a
0: yeah. number of people you gotta be in the mood
2: mm-hmm. but um as far as you know percentage wise what do i prefer i tend to really just prefer shopping in person same reasons as angel um i'd rather see it feel it um I don't know. shopping online still makes me a little leery.
0: So the biggest shopping online that we've done in our house really for years was Books for College. I would say that well, was the yeah. number one purchase yeah.
3: because they closed <laughs> the college bookstore. Yep. As a matter of fact that even at Bowling Green. Well, no, mm-hmm. they they didn't close the well they they thinned they, it down. They briefly uh, moved locations in the building because they were completely redoing the okay. the entire store. Um but you still get better prices if you look at like an Amazon yeah, for absolutely. a slightly used book. It could be like anywhere between like 50 to 100 bucks cheaper. So. All right.
0: So we're going to continue this conversation um, in just a few minutes. You're listening to Talking Biz at New Radio Media.
10: the latest LiftMaster garage door openers and the toughest retractable screens on the market, all by the push of a button. Tarno Doors is celebrating its 50th year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 Subcontractor of the Year from the Home Builders Association.
11: Tarno No doors. Tarno No doors. As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. And if you advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. Radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses? Got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to newradiomedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248 939 9999.
9: Your brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now however, the US researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume. A study involving nearly 2000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers. And the association was especially strong in women. So the bottom line say the experts is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow, It offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
0: And for your prescription on business and conversation, it's Talking Biz here at New Radio Media. You know, uh, Alana, Ethan, and, uh, of course, Angel in the studio with us all sharing different thoughts about uh, the holidays and, you know, Memorial and, uh, and how we look at the veterans and everything. I want to go back, though, to the retail business, but in a different aspect. Um, When you were growing up, all three of you, did you go—well, back then, we really didn't have Internet to purchase to the major degree. So you went to bookstores. Right. Angel, what was your favorite bookstore growing up? Barnes & Noble. Ethan?
3: I'm not really sure. What do you mean, I mean, we would go to Barnes and <laughs> Noble. A We'd go to Barnes and Noble. We'd go to Borders. Right, they were so, both fine. Okay. I don't know.
2: I loved Borders. I still, I mean, I wish Borders still existed. But...
3: now you went to Borders Ann
0: Arbor? Yeah. The home, yeah, the the home base. In,
2: yeah, the one uh, on U of M's campus, yeah, right? Yeah, you used to be on
0: Liberty. Yep, way yeah. back.
2: Mm-hmm. But I love Barnes and Noble, too.
0: So. so you have, well, you and Angel are the two that are closest to Barnes and Noble today. You have one on Washington, I do, Yeah the two story special mm-hmm. and you have one in Rochester Hills right off of uh, right on Rochester Road north of 59 right. we lost our Barnes and Noble in farming in West Bloomfield it closed and the uh, building
3: is still there yeah but
0: that, their goal <laughs> was to get near educational facilities get a different crowd mm-hmm. on how they wanted to do it and of course being an online bookstore for universities today they've done that very very well But when you were growing up and going into the bookstore with your parents at the time because you were driven there, how long would you actually spend in the store wandering and just being on your free time?
2: I feel like even to this day, I can spend all day in a bookstore. There's something just really just like warm and like cozy about a bookstore that you just don't get anywhere else.
0: Okay, you've been down uh, in Bowling Green. You have a bookstore downtown that you would wander into. Yeah, one. yeah.
3: I mean, there there was uh, grounds for thought, um, but you know, I really don't know how to classify. I mean, it, yes, there was a used bookstore in there, but I mean, you could go down there not even look at the books and still be there for hours because of the fact that it was also like a cafe. uh yeah. You, you could go there just to do homework or play board games so i don't know how i would really classify that um i would probably call more of it as a low-key hangout kind of a place okay um but like when i was younger you know going to barnes noble and borders uh i would probably say we would spend about an hour, maybe you really a little bit more.
0: Surprised me that you didn't say Horizon Books in Traverse City. You know,
3: I knew you were wanting me to say that, <laughs> but we would only be we would only go there once a year At least when we would go there when, more than once. a year. Well, time. no, I mean we would only be up in that area once a year, and yes, we would go there every day. But like after the first few days, you've kind of walked around the entire bookstore. <laughs> so I mean, I know that's where your favorite bookstore is. Let's not let's not uh, deny that. Um, but unfortunately, you'll have to live one year without it because we're not going up there this year. Angel, look at that. <laughs> Boy, did I just get slapped. Drop laugh. the mic, just, Ethan. Drop the <laughs> mic. Won't let me
0: drive the three and a half hours, Your Honor. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, when
1: I used to go there, I'd be there probably about an hour, and that's just me going around, seeing what type of different books there are, different authors, um, you know, just seeing what, what there is, what, what there is to offer.
0: Well, I don't know. I, I guess, uh, to me, the bookstore was, um, like you said, it's a comfort zone. And um, there used to be a great bookstore in Oak Park on uh, Greenfield and Ten and a Half mile we would go into, uh, privately owned. And there used to be one called Book People, even at Maple and Orchard Lake Road in the Orchard Mall at one time, where Panera moved into later on. And, uh, but Newbound Books always had a special smell to it. It just, like, very, very unique. And the people that came in there, you know, you, you bump into people you knew, and it, be, it did. It became a gathering spot. And your one in Bowling Green, which was unique, they had tables where there were puzzles going so people could leave a puzzle, somebody else could sit down and continue the puzzle. There, were, there was an area for like little kids almost off on a side that I saw there because I saw kids doing Legos or something. I mean, so all of these places are slowly disappearing. And I just kind of wonder if there's got to be a push to come back. You know, bookstores coming back and maybe some other stores coming back into the marketplace because people realize that we just can't be this electronic world of buying. Anybody. I was I'm, just going to say. I'm my watching li- his mouth. I'm watching you. <laughs>
2: I was just going to say my my library, the Ypsilanti District Library, uh, is reminiscent of, what you're saying as far as like, you know, like there's a puzzle that, you know, community, (laughs) community puzzle, so to speak. There's an area for kids to play and build blocks and things like that. Um, So I kind of get that same vibe at the library when I go there. Um, But what I was going to say is I think, you know, I'm guessing the trend to close these bookstores is due to, you know, Amazon and uh, like Kindle and uh, ebooks and audiobooks and all of that becoming so accessible.
0: Now, Amazon did open a bookstore in New York. Oh, okay. 5,000 <laughs> 5, square feet off of 34th Street. Okay. Um, we walked by it in the dead of winter. Of course, you were not no. thrilled to be out there. <laughs> um, but Paul and I, when we were in New York, also uh, walked by, took a look at it, and they are. They're doing some pop-ups, Amazon, just to get a feel for some brick and mortar to see what's going on.
3: Well, and I think um, in like bigger areas, you're not going to see any more bookstores. Uh, like small areas, smaller towns, like Bowling Green, yeah, you're. That's like that's like one of the hangout places for anyone, any age. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how Horizon Books is in Traverse City. I think it depends on the atmosphere and where you are.
0: Okay, so, you know, uh, I must say that the uh, time has, like, just slipped by, everybody. And it's great having everybody in the studio this morning, Alana, Ethan, and, of course, Angel joining us here at Talking Biz. And uh, enjoy yourselves. And the second hour is going to be more on the sports line.
6: Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive and, frankly, A bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want, when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. NewRadioMedia.com. Call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999 for more information.
8: Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the
3: sewer is Skate Entertainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power!
7: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com At Murray's Park City,
8: we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say.
7: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable,
6: courteous.
0: They make you feel like you're at home.
6: Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
8: We've got the parts you need, when you need them.
9: A gelling agent used in making jams and jelly may have anti-cancer properties. Now, anyone who's ever made jams or jellies is familiar with the ingredient known as pectin which is a natural fiber product found in most fruits and vegetables. A group from the Institute of Food Research in the United Kingdom found that under the right conditions, pectin releases a molecular fragment that binds with a protein that inhibits cancer growth. And The thing that may make jam and jelly more effective as slowing the growth of cancer than raw pectin is the process used to modify it for use in jams and jellies you see it turns out that the modification helps to emphasize the release of the cancer fighting fragment which is known as collectin three Now, most commercially available pectin comes from the peel or citrus fruits and apple pulp that is processed before its sale so for now no one knows if pectin found in unprocessed fruits and vegetables has the same cancer fighting qualities with another prescription for your health I'm Dr. Jim Bragman
3: Okay, and uh we're back. Uh for the second hour. Uh we are going to be talking sports. Uh, across from me is talking business Peter Proman and to my right is Mike.
5: How you doing, Mike? What's going on, Ethan? You alright, man?
3: Yeah, it's uh it's been an early morning but it's uh been going pretty good.
0: So nice and quiet in here to listen. To. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, my mic's not even on. Oh dang Ooh. Ooh. I can tell now I'm back. Now I'm just joining you. you know, it's so nice to to own part of Talking Biz and New Radio and not even have a speaking part. Paul Paul would love that. Well, you know, the unique thing is uh for those everybody joining for the second hour of Talking Biz, we've uh, flipped the channels over to Sports Channel, uh the new channel that's uh, coming on board here at uh, new radio media. So uh Ethan Perlman and uh you know, Mike are going to uh, share a little bit of uh, sports. I've got my script here that I'm supposed to follow and uh, make sure that I understand what's going on in this new world of sports because I'm I'm supposed to play the sports dummy. I understand.
3: Play play so. play the sports dummy. <laughs> oh. <Whoa. Whoa. Whoa. laughs> You know, I can, I, can, I, wait a minute. I can
0: name that tune that just played, and that was the fight song for Michigan State University. Is that Very correct? Very good. And there's another fight song here I want to hear, though. Yes, there can is. Can I hear the other fight song?
3: Here we go.
0: I'd like to hear it, please. This is my fight song. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Scarlet and gray, take the field. Love that drum line. And for those of you that don't know (laughs) that beautiful thing, that's from the Ohio State University Marching Band. Yes, this is the big weekend. Michigan State versus Ohio State in beautiful East Lansing, Michigan. Cool temperatures out there on the field today, about 30, 35 degrees, and we'll be back with more highlights <laughs> of the game. Stay tuned to Talking Biz, new radio media sports channel. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you could yeah. take over for Joe Buck. Hey, you know I can remember when Bob Reynolds did Michigan State uh, f- uh, football, and then uh, later on, of course, from the Detroit Pistons. Who came down to do it?
3: George Blaha. That
0: is correct. And he's been the voice of the Spartans, you know. Uh, He always reverses all the numbers on the field and everything else. We all have to keep looking at our sheets. What's he talking about? What's he talking (laughs) about? It's, you know... It's 3-10? and ten. No, it's, t- it's 10 yards, George. It's 10 yards. It's third down. It's not third and 10. You know, it's 10-3, and three, George. What are you
5: doing to me? It was a good idea to leave Detroit anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> uh. No, football every Saturday in the fall season. I don't care what campus you were on. You went to the Bowling Green football games when they would play Toledo. I mean, fill the stands, I-75 battle and everything.
3: Heartbreaking every single year.
0: But, you know, we went out there in the stands. We were there in the bad weather. The sunny weather, you know, it's, it's all been fun. Football is a gathering of people, uh, let alone beverages for some. But it's uh, a oh, wild yes. time on a college campus, I must say that. So,
3: Well, I wouldn't say so much at Bowling Green. I mean, no offense, our football uh, fans really did not come out that much. So. Um, but if we're talking hockey, there's no worse place to play than uh, the Madhouse on Mercer. Loud as can be. Can't even hear the person next to you. Um, But we're going to stick with football for a second because, as we did say, uh, Michigan State is hosting the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, Michigan State coming in ranked this week, I believe, at 18th in the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State uh, stayed pat at 10. And um, big game for Ohio State and for Michigan State for both teams. But mainly for the Buckeyes, if they win, they keep their hopes alive to win the Big Ten East. Uh, of course, Michigan right now is the only undefeated team in the Big Ten. And the real question is, can uh, Michigan State pull off an upset over Ohio State, or will it
5: be a bloodbath? Hmm.
3: Okay, Mike,
0: what's your answer?
5: Um, Well, not trying to sound biased, but of course, you know, born and raised in Michigan, I have to go for Michigan State, even because they're at home. I feel like just because, you know, the energy, if they get the right mindset and they got good preparation, I feel like they'd be able to take it.
0: Ohio State's struggling. There's no doubt about uh, Ohio-
5: that. Ohio State has struggled
3: the last few weeks. Um, there is no doubt about that. They uh, squeaked the game out against Nebraska. Th- they oh, did. Bar- they- Barely. They yeah. did. Barely. So, um,
0: look, if State plays a positive game, like they played against Penn State, <clears throat>
3: Yeah, um, I I don't know if I would call no offense that Penn State game a positive game. That, in my opinion, it was a overall a good game. It was a close game. It was not a very well fundamental game. So my question is, um, and I look at Ohio
0: State very carefully. Ohio State's quarterback is, is J.K. Dobbins not, is not doing not, what, what no. we've had in the past. Dwayne Haskins. That's, Haskins Haskins. Yeah. We, we has not done like you know our past quarterbacks number one um, his the mobility is different than everything he, else His
3: yeah yeah he's not as mobile as a JT bear at right. Cardell Jones but he has a cannon for an arm and for, and, a, and for a fr, I think he's yeah a red freshman or sophomore he has a very high football IQ
0: he can have a great IQ don't get me wrong but if the if if when the defender is coming at you you may have a wonderful IQ but
3: some he, he is not an easy guy to bring down yeah. the the Ohio State struggle these last few weeks has been a on the running game and that's because you have not they have not been calling the run plays in the correct situations and the defense has struggled now we already found out that um the younger Bosa, Nick Bosa, who was out at the, towards the beginning of the year due to an injury, has decided, I am not returning to Ohio State to play football. I Instead, I'm getting myself ready for the NFL draft. Mm. But Nick Bosa was a beast like his brother Joey on that defensive line. So losing him when he, when he is already getting healthy again uh, did deal a big blow to that Ohio State defense.
0: So Mike, how do you look at the Michigan State side
5: as far as
0: against Ohio State this week?
5: Um, Like I said, I, I'm, it's just because I don't really watch Ohio State that much. I watch Michigan and Michigan State more because I am a Michigan fan. I just feel like with any team, if you have the right preparation and you continue to just be positive and you have good energy and you know your role and you play as a team, I mean, if you suck, you suck. Like, just being honest But if you <laughs> well, <laughs> that, can, that kills this hour
0: <laughs>
5: <laughs> but, it's, but, but to a certain extent If if you know you have a good team And all you guys play the right role All you guys play together All you guys have a good communication And all you guys play as a team There shouldn't be no reason why You shouldn't be able
3: to get the win Who should Michigan State start a quarterback today? Brian Lewerke Or Rocky Lombardi Hmm <laughs>
0: Well, it's much better in the stands if they go
4: Rocky, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I think you're thinking of Rudy.
0: Well, they could go Rudy, Rocky, Rudy, Rocky.
3: <laughs>
5: I actually want to hear your take first.
3: Um, well, mm-hmm. well, because I'm stuck.
5: Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm frozen. I, yeah, I don't, well, I don't. While
3: I don't... Brian Little does have more experience, not only overall but against an Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I'd start him. He has not mentally been there the last few games that he's been in. Uh, Rocky Lewerke, though, at the same time, freshman, um, not experienced against uh, a defense like Ohio State. But at the same time, that could be a good thing, and that could be a bad thing. It could be a good thing for the fact that he might not care that he's playing Ohio State Mm -hmm. and just go out there and play football. Or he'll get sacked a few times and then just completely lose it, I feel like.
5: But is that something that you would want a chance? Do you think you would just go ahead and just do it, you know, be like experience is the best teacher, go out there and give it what you got, or do you want to kind of at least go towards the win? You don't want to make it seem like, I, oh, I, we're I flipping think, a coin. I
3: think you want to go towards the win, but mm-hmm. the thing is right now, do you want to risk – putting a freshman in this position. exactly. Or do you put your experienced quarterback in to start if he really can't do anything mm-hmm. Then bring in uh, Lombardi off the bench? Because I feel like this is Lil' Worky's last shot. If he gets a start today, this is his last shot mm-hmm. as a starter. Um, where Lombardi, he's shown great stuff when he's been in, but at the same time you don't want to mentally just get him destroyed if he goes out there and crap happens
5: well I mean that's that's when coaching comes in if if the past couple of games if it you know he hasn't been mentally in the game that's when you kind of if you pick up on it that's when you pull him aside you got to talk to him you know kind of see where his head's at see where you can help him out at and then just you know still allow him to be that leader still you know have that experience get him going but at the same time it's like like you just said I wouldn't want to put a 50 50 out there you know yeah throw the freshman out there just be like you know go ahead and see what happens
3: okay so to wrap up this uh part of the segment of the michigan state at least
5: who do you think wins and uh what is the score Mm. like i said before if they if they give it their all i feel like it's going to be a close game i'm gonna give it to state which state you got to specify? I'm gonna give it to Michigan. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to Michigan State. Obviously, I stressed the You know, I stressed that I'm a Michigan fan, but I'm um, I'm gonna have to say, I'll say really close. I'll, I'll have to say maybe maybe twenty-one twenty-four okay. Michigan State. Peter.
0: Well, you know, the whole thing is to um, this will be the first game that both uh, teams will be playing in inclement weather. So uh, it's not rain, it's cold. Mm-hmm. And neither team has played in a 32-degree type of atmosphere this year or in the last couple of years. So um, it's not going to be just the quarterback. That ground's going to be hard, start to be hard. So running backs are going to find that gripping the ground is going to be a little bit different. Uh, backpedaling for the defensive team, uh, whoever they may be, uh, will find it a little bit different. The ground will be a little slicker. Um, So I I honestly believe whoever comes out strong in the first half, uh, puts the pedal down, will um, take it all the way. So if Michigan State receives the ball, I see Michigan State taking the game. If Ohio State receives the ball, I see Ohio State taking the game.
3: Mm. So you think no matter who gets the ball first, they're going to score?
0: I really do. I really do. I I I think that uh, whoever gets the ball, whoever scores first in this, it's really going to be... Um, the attitude, I think, on the coaching side is going to be the pedal has to stay down the whole time. You cannot release it because right now these two teams are balanced, Yeah, you know, on paper. They're, they're, they're equal players. They're, they're each 500 in the sense of uh, looking at it that way and just saying that, uh, you know, do we go Ohio State? Do we go Michigan State? Um, with one school struggling more than the other, and Ohio State is struggling, I think, a little more than Michigan State in certain areas, um, it is a 50-50 game right now. So I think the conditions of the field and the the climate itself will have a lot to do with it. I think that uh, both coaches also believe that they will uh, extract their quarterbacks.
3: So who wins?
0: <laughs> <Who laughs> <went? laughs>
3: hey, I'm not stupid.
0: Hey, I'm not stupid.
5: No, I, I was listening. Uh, I, I'm not <laughs> he's stupid. He's going to get it out eventually. Uh, I don't know.
3: I think he was the, have
5: question. To
0: be the odd, <laughs> all right, I have to be the odd man out here because uh, I'll take Ohio State, you know, as, as an Ohio State guy, um, if my team... Uh, plays what they're capable of playing that's the difference you know the coaches always say you gentlemen in the locker room are very capable can you show that on the field and when you make the mistake or the error are you able to recapture yourself quick enough so that it doesn't happen a second or third time that's the question of the day what will the score be Um, one will have more than the other Really?
3: Wow. Wow. I I had had no idea that's how football worked. You know, one team has to have more than the other. Well, it won't be a tie game, Ethan. How about that? (laughs) But I'll go with um,
0: Ohio State, 28. Michigan State, 24. Wow.
3: Okay. Okay. So, uh, personally, I think Ohio State will win. Um, And I'm not just saying that because you're a Buckeye. Um, But for the fact of the matter is, I I think this will be a breakout game for Dwayne Haskins um, and J.K. Dobbins and the other running backs at Ohio State the last few weeks. When they get their opportunity to make a big play, they have been making it. And the defense side, hopefully they pull it together. But I think with the quarterback play of Michigan State, the uh, unfortunate injury to Michigan State's star wide receiver a few weeks back, I think the defense will be able to play just well enough to keep Michigan State off the board many times. At least touchdown wise, you know, I think Michigan State has plenty of chances to still score with field goals. I, I think the game will be forty eight to twenty one Ohio State. Wow. Whoa. And I'm going to remember this day. So Yes, next, you will. <laughs> next Saturday. They let me in the
0: studio. Next Saturday.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to make sure I'm going to cut up this video. And we're going to play
0: this back next Saturday. We definitely will. And Paul won't be in the studio. We'll tie him up <laughs> and put him on the board on the other uh, side. Uh, Welcome to live action sports talk here at uh, New Radio. You know, it's great. And... Uh, you know, you've got about the two minutes. Well, left. Yeah, and Dude, so let's what you, what let's
3: wanna... briefly talk about the other uh Michigan college that will be playing today. Oh Wayne. It will not no not Wayne. Oh, man. It will not be a close game. But Michigan is traveling to Rutgers. To Rutgers. Uh three right, thirty on the Big Ten network. Michigan is favored by forty points. Of course. Does Rutgers stand a chance to pull off the upset? Let's. I'm taken by the silence. That's a yeah. no. Well,
0: let's let's do it this way. If they do, if be, they, d- it would be like the cannon of Appalachia State against. Michigan. Oh no!
3: This would be even worse. I feel like if they do, because Michigan currently is ranked number four in the college football playoff. Experts are saying, if Michigan wins out, they got to be in the playoff. Um, you know, if they if if they do lose to Ohio State, if they can go undefeated, then play Ohio State, and they lose. I think they still technically might have a shot at that playoff, depending on what happens in all other conferences. Mm-hmm. If they lose in either one of their next two weeks, which is this week at Rutgers or next week at Indiana or home against Indiana, they're done. And Harbaugh will be feeling a lot of heat from Michigan fans, and how yep. could he collapse against two pathetic teams? Um, so I, I think Michigan needs to win out to get into the uh, college football playoff. What do you think about that, Michael?
5: I agree. I totally agree. As I was sitting here shaking my head, I was just like, there's no no way Michigan is going to lose against Rucker. But going on to what he was saying about the playoffs, I feel like they should be able to just stay. If they stay focused, they'll be able to get in that playoff. If not, I believe, yeah. The coach is gonna be in a hot seat just like Luke Walton is on the Lakers.
3: Okay, to, cl- to close to close out this uh this, this Why segment. Why we dribble past that little one? <laughs> <line? laughs> to to close out this segment of the show though, if Michigan does make the playoff, they are most likely gonna be playing Alabama, who's currently ranked number one. Would Michigan in, stand a chance against Alabama?
5: Wait a minute. Regardless if they did or did not feel I feel like that's gonna be the highest watched game ever because I feel like a lot of people want to see that matchup and just for that fact of them staying a chance, I feel like that everyone wants to see that game to see.
3: Okay, so uh, we have to take a commercial break to help pay the bills. Uh, we will be right back with some more sports talk. Do you want to see things like
7: this?
8: Did you just say you
4: died?
7: <laughs> well, I mean, technically. Or maybe even something like this. We'll do nothing but destroy your corpses and burn them all for my dogs. Your dogs are gone. And sometimes, a little of this. We
2: need to have a talk.
7: (laughs) I take my axe and I smash it. No!
8: (laughs) And check out Podquesters, the show where we tackle ghoulish goblins, fiendish foes, and dangerous drakes. Oh, like the singer? No, the dragon creature. Anyways, Podquesters, Fridays, only on NewRadioMedia.com. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Skate Entertainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power!
9: A new Northwestern medicine study concludes that you can improve your overall health and quality of life by doing these two simple things. Spend less time in front of the TV and computer and eat more fruits and vegetables. And that's all. By starting with these relatively small steps, it becomes a lot easier over time to make major lifestyle changes. And in many cases, people find that the time away from the TV or computer is best spent taking walks or working in the garden. In other words, when you're not chained to your sofa, you'll almost naturally want to move around and be more active. And that, in turn, helps promote a healthier you. After as few as three weeks of avoiding temptation to sit around, the people involved in the study found that they didn't want to return to their lazy ways even when they were told they could do so and would continue to be paid for the research. 86% of the patients said that once they made the change, they decided to maintain it. So give it a try. You may surprise yourself. With another Prescription for Your Health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
3: And uh, we are back, about to talk some more sports. Uh, Once again, I'm Ethan Perlman. Across from me is Talking Biz's Peter Perlman. And to my right, we have Mike. What's up, (laughs) Mike on the mic, (laughs) yes. What's up? Kelsey enjoyed that. I love Uh, I'll tell you, what a crew
0: today. Alana and Kelsey in the back. And we got Angel Um, to our left uh, on the soundboard. You you didn't ask Angel, but as Angel a sports fan. Yeah, uh, more
1: more so basketball. Oh,
0: so you're going to get into this conversation coming up, then, I understand. Yeah, I'll, I'll, a little bit, a little well, bit. Well, then maybe I'll just take off my headset and relax.
1: Now, with the Michigan, uh, I'm being completely biased, and I'm going to say Michigan's winning everything. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, just putting it out there for the record.
3: I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Mi- 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 Michi- Michigan? As
0: my friends say at another station, are you a Walmart Michigan fan?
1: I guess you could say that. I guess you could say. <laughs>
3: uh, That's what he would say. I I, Is that saw, correct, I, Mike? I I did oh, see this goodness. meme <laughs> look at, look at <laughs> hold on I did see a meme about Walmart Michigan fans but it had to do more with football and it's Homer Simpson standing outside of like a uh, bush and its said the year I think it was like early or late 90s and mm-hmm. he's like, completely outside the bush and then early to mid2000s he's like creeping back into the bush like oh eight oh nine, he's completely in the bush you can't see him and for this and then it says 2018 and he's completely out of the bush with a smile on his face so those walmart michigan fans are showing up and they are happy but they're not true fans agreed i
5: agree but, but peter the reason why i was making that face it was just during the commercial break we just had to talk about alabama and michigan and how things may turn out but I mean, were you not listening? <laughs> I, mean, I was definitely listening, but
1: I'm lying with the whole team. I, I understand. I
5: understand. And that's, that's exactly why. That is exactly why people are going to watch the game, because there's always that chance of an upset. But at the same time, Alabama is just
1: ridiculous. It's like boxing. You know, you land the right punch at the right time. You know, any the fight could end either way. Ah. That's
5: true. That's true. Like oh, I said, yeah. we'll, 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 we'll cut up the, uh, the stuff from this, and then we'll play it next <laughs> Saturday just to you see you guys will enjoy reactions. that very, very much.
0: Yeah. Well, um, one of the things I do want to share with everybody, you're getting a sampling today of what New Radio is bringing shortly on our sports channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like what you hear, you know, go to info at newradiomedia.com. Let us know your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you on it and uh, other shows that you'd like to hear on that sports talk channel.
3: And so now we're going to transition to the college basketball realm where uh, we had some very interesting games. Uh, Michigan State, for local people, played Kansas. Kansas looked very good. Of uh, course, they were they are currently the number one team in the country. I feel like when the next rankings come out, even though they won, they will not be the number one team. I agree. Um, but they had a good showing against Michigan State who mm-hmm. started slow and then tried to play catch-up. And almost, almost, got there. almost got there, but unfortunately not enough time on the clock. Mm-hmm. And so Michigan State starts the year 0-1. Uh, but the game after that was the biggest game, I think, of the opening games. The Duke Blue Devils took on Kentucky. Of course, Duke has four of the top Ten recruits from this past recruiting class, uh, and the top three, and RJ Barrett, Zion Williamson, and Cameron Reddish. My goodness, the those three freshmen almost scored the same amount of points as Kentucky. Kentucky scored eighty-four points as a team. These freshmen scored eighty-three points alone, and Duke dismantled a powerhouse in Kentucky. Oh my goodness. I can see Mike has a lot to say.
5: <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it, it's just it's only because you know, growing up, I, I've always loved Duke. Yes, I was a Michigan State fan, but it was just something about Duke that always had my attention. And it's like a lot of my friends always doubted Duke, and then I was telling them how they got Zion, and I was like, they're going to be really awesome. I was like, Zion's going to be amazing. He's and and it's it's when you when you when you think about it, is it's not fair. He's eighteen. He's two hundred eighty-five pounds. He's 6'7", and he has a 7-foot wingspan. And he has a 45-inch vertical. That's that's mind-blowing. And uh, to go on with that,
3: while Zion Williamson showed off completely, uh, R.J. Barrett really, you know, he was, was the number too. one recruit in the class. Mm-hmm. And... You know, there were plays that I'm like, how is the ref A not calling a foul? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the kid's still putting the ball in the hoop. I mean, he's, I think, he got flattened one time, and he just threw it up there. And, of course, you know, goes off
5: the rim, goes in. and They just kept playing. You know, refs wasn't calling anything, but it didn't matter because they were still scoring every way possible. And it just didn't matter. It was – and like you said before, when they redo the rankings, I really feel like Duke is going to be higher up. Like – at first, when I saw that they were fourth, I was like, okay, I mean, maybe you guys aren't paying as much attention, but, you know, after that game, I'm pretty sure everyone everyone turned their heads.
3: Yeah, if, if Duke isn't one, they will definitely be two. I don't see, I'm trying to remember who's currently three, but whoever's three will stay three. Yeah,
5: I, I don't um, know who's three right now, either. I'm trying to think of out. I'm not can, sure.
3: But, on the other hand, Kentucky, yeah, they got dismantled by Duke, but they're not going to fall that far in the polls. I they. They have enough talent to stay up there. Mm -hmm. I mean, but when you play a team like Duke with the top three recruits. Right. And all three more than likely could, after this year, be out of Duke and into the NBA. Right. Um you you can't you can't fault Kentucky. First of all, it's their first game. Mm-hmm. So for also for Duke to show off like this, first yeah. game as as freshmen, as, as freshmen, that's, that's that's pretty impressive. That chemistry between the three of them was undeniably already explosive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come, come NCAA tournament time, if you're on Duke's side of the bracket. You might as well just go home, I feel like. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know March Madness, there's always something that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but if this chemistry just keeps developing, these guys keep developing, if I'm on Duke's side of the bracket, I'm saying, crap. Yeah. When that bracket's being revealed, I'm hoping, I am praying, I am on the completely
5: opposite side. And then, of course, there's always those people who want want to do the upset, so, I mean, either way, they don't care. But I feel like if if Duke, Evolves and they get a good pass game if they, you know, get some good plays going every once in a while. Because I felt like, against when they played against Kentucky, they had like a more isolation. Everybody had like a, you know, give me the ball on this side, I'm gonna go take them to the hole, which was working efficiently because every, you know, like I said, like we said, the top three recruits had a good off the ball dribble to the rack, you know, and one or a good step back three or a good jump shot or a slash to the basket. If they, begin to develop the three-point, which will be deadly, I feel like, when it comes to March Madness. When they get a good ball movement, they're going to be a tough team to beat.
1: Well, okay, now let me ask you what you guys think of this. Now, have you guys heard of the new league that's supposed to be starting um, by Alonzo Ball's dad? Oh, Correct. God. What do you guys think about that coming out of high school for, you know, players?
3: So, <sighs> Yeah, you go first, C D. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I know, and I kind of hope he hears this because I kind of want <laughs> I, I, I kind of want some okay. fire back. Lavar <laughs> Ball is just an attention like freak. Like right. he cannot now stand by and not be in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And this has not become this has become more apparent. His his youngest uh, Lamelo, who is playing over in Lithuania, right. is coming back. Yeah. He's actually going to be playing yeah, high, school high school basketball yep. again. Yep at uh, Spire Spire Academy, I believe, mm-hmm. in uh, Ohio. And during the press conference, you know, LaMelo talks about how he wants to actually go play college basketball and all this. Now, some things do have to be figured out because of the fact that he was playing over in Lithuania and they had made originally original an announcement that he had signed with an agent. Right. They have to prove that he didn't or else he's no longer eligible for NCAA. Um but Lavar Ball is just a way too outspoken man. Um, I really, I think the concept is good. I think, no offense, him heading it is what's going to destroy it. He, I think he knows the, you know, the understandings of basketball. I question if he, uh, though, will be able to head this productively. Or if he just, you know, because I feel like he kind of did this in spite of the NBA. And, the, you know, you have to go to college for one year. Mm -hmm. I think he made this league in spite of that. And I don't know if that will turn out to be a
5: good thing or a complete flop. And,
3: Mike, what do you think about
5: it? Uh, I have multiple points, man. I've been talking to my friends about this for for almost a year. Um, I feel like it's bad, but at the same time kind of good. For the good side, I feel like... For those guys who don't make it to the NBA, they have a chance to, I guess, develop and still be a part of the game because when you work so hard to get to the NBA and you get cut, you you know, you let stuff go, you get comfortable and you just be like, you know, what's next? So I feel like that's something that'll keep them in shape, you know, develop their game and stuff like that and keep playing. But for the bad side, I feel like guys in high school, good guys who go to high school who want to develop and go to college i feel like they will have a better way going to college but if they just go to the league it's just money i feel like they'll just go for the money and it'll just mess everything up as far as
1: college i mean i like it as another option for college players um you know right now if they're not drafted by the league they could go overseas exactly but if that doesn't happen at least i feel like they have another door open you know Mm -hmm. somewhere where they could show their skills possibly get overseas or in the nba So I like it as another option. I'm not sure how it'll work out. I mean, obviously, none of us are sure until it happens. But, you know, I like it as another option just to have out there.
3: Mm -hmm. Well, and to kind of wrap this up, um, there was an article because of this press conference that they had for LaMelo Ball. And uh, when he's announcing that he's going to be, you know, playing high school basketball again, he was asked about college. And Mm -hmm. if he played college ball, where would he want to play? Oh boy. Now he named Duke, he named North Carolina, he named Kentucky, and he named Michigan State. <laughs> now, Michigan State fans, do you want the LaVar LaMelo drama at your school? I feel like Tom Izzo would not put up with it. And I feel like if it happened, there would be an outcry from fans. Yeah, I'm um, wait until next time, right? <laughs> so, we are going to toss it to commercial, and we were going to ponder that question until we get back.
7: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54 hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tea time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our nine and dine special, nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in a
8: kind. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say.
7: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
0: They make you feel like you're at home.
6: Pick up a can of seafoam fuel system treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One motor oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
8: We've got the parts you need, when you need them. Hi, I'm Art and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you and we take pride in our impeccable affordable service and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake.
3: And we are back uh, talking some more sports. Uh, before we hit the commercial break, we were talking about Lavar Ball and LaMelo Ball. Now, uh, briefly before the break, I brought up how LaMelo Ball did kind of say where he would like to play college basketball, Some of the schools being named were Duke, Kentucky, and of course Michigan State. Um, When it comes to Lamella Ball, when you get him, you get his loudmouthed dad, Lavar Ball. How many coaches do you think really want to put up with that?
5: I feel like it's to a certain extent. For example, we saw what happened when you know Lonzo was in LA. Well when he went to LA or whatever and all that came about and magic had a talk with his dad and you don't really hear anything like that anymore because you know LeBron's there. I feel like that kind of overshadowed that, but I feel like to a certain extent if Izzo has a talk with Lonzo and like the whole family and has a real conversation with the dad and just tells him to like relax, I feel like things would be fine, but at the same time it's his dad.
3: Yeah. I don't know how how any coach is going to be able to handle this because I feel like with the Lonzo situation, Lavar took all his outcry with that mm-hmm. and just focused it on his other two kids. Yeah. Now Lamelo is his youngest kid. I, I do question that if you know if he goes to college, if you know no matter where he goes to college, I feel like Lavar is going to be even more outspoken because he has nowhere else to channel right his. You know, public persona. I mean, the. I mean, I don't even know what to think of the guy. I mean, I know he's a good family man, mm-hmm. but when you're saying stuff on air, like I could beat Michael Jordan one on one in his prime, <laughs> and 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 you see the guy shoot a basketball uh, against Ice Cube, and he airballs it like five straight times, I'm sorry. How can you like say these things? And expect to, you know, be taken seriously. I think well, a, I think a lot of it's
1: for attention. I think he likes to say a lot of yep. things just for attention. Yep. And you know, like they say, um, no publicity is bad yep. publicity. I think that's what what he's at. Obviously, he's not going to beat Michael Jordan one on one. I don't believe that, <laughs> but it sounds good to say. You know, I'll say good. I'll say it too, but I don't think it's true. <laughs> so.
3: I understand. You know, any publicity is good publicity, right. but to the same extent. I just wish, you know, stations would just quit covering it because, you know, you know, the the guys that was speaking nonsense
5: just to get his name out. there Exactly. But if you think about what happened at the time, we only knew about his son, Lonzo. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't watching highlights like that about his other two kids. We didn't really see much about the dad. But if you look at what came about when Lonzo went to the Lakers and his dad came about, how many people were talking about the guy when well, you didn't even know they had their own shoe until his dad came about and was saying all this nonsense. If you look at his sales, there he wasn't making anything. He starts saying these crazy things. He starts talking to you know skip Bayless and and Stephen A and everyone's giving him the attention he needs. Mm-hmm. It's giving him you know sales and stuff like that, and he's starting to make a brand. he it was for attention, of course, but it was also for business
3: and, and people the, the it. big thing though with the shoe i mean <laughs> god first of all when they first showed the shoe i was like those are ugly and then i saw the price and the and I price was like, wow i mean no offense
5: i could get two pairs of good nike shoes mm-hmm. for that price and and if you look at the salesman there were a lot of people actually buying those shoes i think ryan artes bought a few pair and that was that's Ron That's on our test. Yes. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>, they'll <it laughs> do anything these days. It seems like.
3: Not
1: only that, I saw a snapshot a couple of weeks ago of Lonzo Ball playing in those shoes, and it looked like the shoes wanted to tear apart <laughs> yeah. on his first step. Well, yeah. and
3: see, the funny thing is, I, I've you know you see what players wear, um, but there was a thing where Lonzo wasn't even wearing the big baller brand for yes. a few games. Yeah. Like he was yeah. just wearing some Nikes. Mm-hmm. So it's like when your own like face of your face of your brand isn't wearing your brand, what does that really say?
1: Yeah, that's a bad sign. That's I mean,
3: sign. no offense if, if uh Michael Jordan, if you know, if he was still playing and he wasn't wearing Jordans, I would question um is that really a shoe that people want to be buying?
1: That's true you sell basketball shoes but yet
3: you don't play basketball exactly. in your basketball exactly. shoe.
1: Exactly. <laughs> It's kind of crazy if you think about
3: it. Now, kind of to wrap up this piece, uh, and then we're going to transition to the NBA. Yep. Um, I I think Lamelo, if he goes to college, if he plays college basketball,
5: the ego needs to go out the window. Yeah, I agree. I feel like the NCAA would jump on him immediately before he made his decision.
3: Yeah. Well, not, not so much for that, but for the for working as a team player, because mm-hmm. you could see this in highlight reels of him, he never played defense mm-hmm. in high school. He's got to play defense when you get to the college level or your butt will be sitting on yeah. the bench no yeah. matter how talented you are on the offensive end. Get so exposed. briefly, we're going to talk about the Pistons. Um, started 4-0 on the year. Then they lost five straight games. Womp, womp, womp. Now they've played two teams. Uh, this past week in orlando and atlanta mm-hmm. both teams personally my opinion are very weak teams the pistons did win which was a good sign i don't know what to think of the pistons though any opinions
1: have i want to have faith in the pistons you know just because obviously i want to see the home team win but I don't see them making any big moves this year as far as playoffs or anything like that. I don't see
3: it. Well, I, I think right now with how weak the East is, yeah. they'll make the playoffs. I was like, we we, we don't suck that bad. But, <laughs> but 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 the question seriously is, I mean, you got your big three. You got Reggie Jackson, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. And then Ish Smith has been doing phenomenal off the bench. Mm-hmm. And Zaza Zaza Pachulia has also been great <laughs> off the bench. I love saying his name because, you know, <laughs> who doesn't love a good old Zaza? But the, the seriousness of it is the rest of that bench is young guys who aren't getting a lot of playing time when it comes to later in the season or, God forbid, an injury because we seem to be blessed with those every year. Yep. I feel like we'll just fall apart. And no offense, this year would be a year I would love to tank. I would love to have one of these top three picks. That's in this true. year's draft That's true I would love to get Zion Williamson The next LeBron James As everybody is calling him And to <laughs> stick it to Cleveland
1: I would I would love that too And I would love If they didn't mess up The pick like they did When they picked Milicek oh. too That's
5: true <laughs> Yes
3: yeah. We lost out on Dwayne Wade On did. Carmelo On every Yeah and and exactly. we, we got Darko mm-hmm. no. <laughs> and We got Darko And Darko, we we got Darko And Darko got a ring <laughs> <Yeah>. Before LeBron <laughs> Right Which is the best part Of that whole story And then Darko You know Went into non-existence yeah. Yeah. He went into Yes. So, I mean, it is very interesting to uh, kind of look at that. And I don't know. I still kind of want to see the Pistons make a move for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I don't think we have what it takes. I think we would have to give up like a Drummond or a Griffin at the same time. I don't know which one of those two I would give up more if I Mm -hmm. had to.
5: Honestly... I would have to – I would think about it depending on the pay pay aspect. Um, But at the same time, you have to look for the future. You know, I feel like we would most likely give up Griffin maybe just to free up some space and maybe a few guys on the bench. But at the same time, who knows how Butler and Drummond's chemistry would kind of make out. But at the same time, uh, I feel like future-wise we will make it to the playoffs barely depending on how we finish. But I feel like maybe first round, hopefully second, because like you said before, how weak the East is, I feel like we have a good chance, but we just got to take it seriously.
3: I mean, if you're if you're the Pistons, you're not going to beat Toronto right now in a yeah. four-game series. You're not, or, or not four, seven game seven-game series. Seven. You're not going to beat Boston right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Milwaukee, if the only thing with Milwaukee, and this is what really irritates me, why people are always so high on a team when it's. A one-player team. Mm-hmm. If Giannis Antetokounmpo Gets was injured. not on Milwaukee, mm-hmm. whether that's due to injury or he was, you know, this picture him never there. Yeah, we that, team, be t- that would, team would, that would not team be seven-seven-two. They're eight, eight. they're nine and nine and two right now. Okay, I could see them being like a f- three and four, two and five. I mean, it's ridiculous how good he is. Mm-hmm. And I mean that's great for the Milwaukee fan base, but if he's not there, they would be like Cleveland. They are, yeah, they would be like Cleveland right now. One in Cleveland's what? One in ten right now. Yep. And Cleveland, you know, they have a lot of veterans. They have a lot of guys who know the the game, and they have great three point shooting. The Pistons. The Pistons could learn something from that. True. Um, but. You see what happens when you take away the franchise player, mm-hmm. and so I'm also kind of looking forward to seeing what happens at the trade deadline because I want to see if Anthony Davis is on the move. <laughs> Anthony Davis would if he goes on the move, and Golden State somehow Stop. pulls Stop. out away, way.
5: <laughs> oh, oh my! There goodness. there is talk about no. it. No,
3: about Anthony Davis
5: jumping in. To the golden state pond if anthony davis goes to golden state and golden state doesn't give up an arm and a leg <laughs> i'm not watching the nba ever again they're gonna win like the next 10 years and it's just gonna be ridiculous the whole world is gonna be painted what no
3: what does golden state have to give up in your opinion to get anthony davis everything, uh, there, everything. There, there's
5: no way um <sighs> Unless, for some weird reason, Anthony Davis takes a huge pay cut, which I totally, totally disagree with and I doubt that's going to happen, it's just ridiculous. It, it cannot be. No. Okay, so you say... So you, so you, <laughs> just no!
3: <laughs> so you mentioned the pay cut. If you're, if you're a player and you have a chance to join a team like Golden State with great chemistry, like basically forming a powerhouse dynasty... Would you be willing to take a pay cut to go there to play minutes and to ultimately win one, two, three rings? Would I, you be willing to take your pay cut?
1: I would take a pay cut, even if it was just for a year, just to go over there and get the chance to get that one ring. Because, honestly, I don't see anybody beating them right now. Okay. So God. I would take a pay cut just because I, feel, I would feel very confident we're going to win. So I, give me a year, sign me to a year, give me a pay cut, but I'm going to take this ring and then I'm going to go somewhere else after that.
3: Mike, okay. you seem right. kind Same of frustrated. <laughs> okay, so <laughs>
5: is from from my aspect as like a true competitor, would you take the easy way out and go towards the dynasty, or would you want to go towards a team that you know has potential and want to take out the dynasty? Which one would you rather be? How much more coverage would it be apart? part you being a part of the team that was already good before you got there, or being one one guy a part of the team that took that dynasty down? I go ahead.
1: See for me I it would depend it, if if there was another team who I thought could compete with the Golden State and they had a chance to pick me up, I would go with them to compete against Golden State. Right. But it's just that Golden State has such a good team. I don't really see many teams that could compete with them. <coughs> so Lakers. for me, if I was I don't with I don't an, really see if
5: s- if Anthony da- yes, and I feel like I feel like Magic has some strings to pull. He would grab Anthony Davis and it would wow, actually, now that I say that, that's actually weird. that's ridiculous as well. <laughs> the,
6: the, the big
5: thing that I'm looking
3: at with this is the fact that you could take that pay cut. And, I mean, yeah, it's the easy route, mm-hmm. but we look at the NBA now. There are so many close friendships for, from guys that are on different teams, like LeBron and uh, Chris Paul. Yep, Like, all these guys are actually really good friends off the court. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in my opinion, basketball is still, I mean, any sport is still all about the fun right and the business trust me if i had a chance to play with all my great buds i would do it um so we have to go to a commercial break and we will be right back on the other side of the break we will be talking about the major league baseball awards and uh, the finalists were announced this past week who would win the awards I was trying to read what you had written.
10: Plus, the latest LiftMaster garage door opener and the toughest retractable screens on the market, all by the push of a button. Tarno Doors is celebrating its 50th year anniversary and is the recipient of the 2016 Subcontractor of the Year from the Home Builders Association. Tarno,
7: no doors. Tarno, no doors.
11: As a business owner, you're always looking to save money and cut costs where you can. We advertise on radio or television, you know it can get pretty pricey. If radio and TV aren't delivering like they promised, and you're looking for a more reasonably priced way to get your message to the masses, I've got an answer for you. New Radio Media. With live streaming and on-demand programming, your message can be seen throughout the day, and you can worry a little less about cutting those costs. For more information, go to NewRadioMedia.com or call Buzz Van Houten at 248-939-9999.
9: Your brain naturally shrinks as you go older. Now there's research that indicates that the rate of shrinkage increases if you drink alcohol. Your brain volume naturally decreases by about 2% for every decade you live. And in the past, scientists have speculated that this rate could be slowed with moderate alcohol intake because it appears to improve your heart function and your blood flow. But now however the US researchers have found what they call a significant negative relationship between the amount of alcohol that you consume and your brain volume a study involving nearly 2,000 men and women found a significant difference in the brain volumes of people who were moderate drinkers and those who were teetotalers and the association was especially strong in women so the bottom line say the experts is that while moderate alcohol consumption may help your heart and blood flow It offers no protective effect on your brain volume. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
3: And we are back uh, talking some more sports for the second hour. Um, So we are going, we just finished uh, wrapping up the NBA and college basketball. And now we are jumping over to Major League Baseball as the Baseball Writers Association has announced their award finalists. For the Jackie Robinson Rookie of the Year Award, the Manager of the Year, the Cy Young Award, and the MVP Awards. Uh, Monday is going to be the Rookie of the Year announcement. Tuesday will be the Manager of the Year. Wednesday will be the Cy Young, and then Thursday, wrapping it all up, will be the MVP. Um, Starting with the Rookie of the Year from the American League, the uh, finalists, were New York Yankees Miguel Andujar, who played third base. Also, uh, shortstop-slash-second baseman Glabier Torres from the Yankees as well was also named a finalist. And then uh, phenom Shohei Otani, who primarily DH'd when hitting and pitching, um, although his pitching uh, season was cut short due to a partially torn UCL And he has had Tommy John surgery, so he will be back next year as a DH exclusively. I I, um, personally believe that Shohei Ohtani will win the award. Maybe not because he was the best rookie, but I seriously think that um, the voters will split the vote between Andujar and Gleybira Torres. And that will just be enough for Shohei Ohtani to actually get the award. Um, From the NL, I think it's a little bit easier to decide who wins that award Because Ronald Acuna Jr. of the Atlanta Braves Was just an absolute stud Defensively, offensively Um, Walker Buehler and Juan Soto were the other two finalists Walker Buehler had a great year pitching I don't think it's enough for him to get the award And Juan Soto just didn't play in the majors as much this year He had great numbers for when he was there But overall, the entire year, Ronald Acuna Jr. just was dominant. And to be a rookie and be that dominant, it's always a great thing. And I don't think anybody else in that NL is going to win that award. Um, Jumping ahead to the manager of the year, for the NL, you had Bud Black of Colorado, Craig Council for Milwaukee, and Brian Snitker of Atlanta, It will be a very close vote, in my opinion. I have Craig Council winning it just because of the division in which he managed in and the amount of new new players that were with the team for Milwaukee to win the division and then make it to the NLCS um, and be as dominant as they were. Although they did lose to the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, I think without a doubt he deserves that award. From the AL, you have Alex Cora of Boston, Bob Melvin of Oakland, and Kevin Cash of Tampa Bay. Alex Cora did lead his team in his first year to the World Series Championship, but I do not have him winning. Bob Melvin, who is out in Oakland, had to deal with a lot of uh, younger talent and kind of just a mishmash of guys. And to do as well as he did with that group, it can't go unnoticed. I mean... They really put on a surge and a show. Um, I do have him winning the award. Alex Cora is the only other finalist I think that could win it, and that's because of how well his team did in winning the postseason. But the fact of the matter being, he had a lot of veterans. Melvin dealt with a lot of younger players. I think Bob Melvin wins that award. I'm going to jump quickly ahead to the MVP award, where in the AL it's got to be Mookie Betts. Um, and in the NL, it's got to be Christian Yelich. I don't care that Mike Trout is an, award, an MVP award finalist. Not this year. It is all Mookie Betts. Um, there is no doubt about it. The Cy Young for the NL it's going to be Jacob deGrom. Max Scherzer just did not have his best season. And Aaron Noah, you just... I mean, Jacob deGrom did everything he could. Although his record may not show it, his team struggled. He went, I believe it was like 20-some outings with allowing three runs or less. That's unheard of as a pitcher this, these days. For the AL, I know a lot of people think Blake Snell is going to win the award because, you know, look at his record. He was like 21-6 and six for a Tampa Bay team. I don't care. Wins in uh, baseball now for a pitcher are not as important. Um, <laughs> it is much more important on how you get the outs and how overall you are as a pitcher and controlling the game. And we had a phone call just now. (laughs) Um, I don't know who's calling in. But Justin Verlander will get the Cy Young, in my opinion. And and mainly focusing on that, uh, Verlander was top five in a lot of major league ranks for ERA. He was fifth. Innings pitched, he was fourth. He threw 32 or... yeah, 30, 33 and a third innings more than Blake Snell. He compiled 69 more strikeouts in those 33 and a third innings. He had the top whip, which is walks, hits, and innings pitched. And for his strikeout to walk ratio, he had a 7.84 strikeout to walk ratio. All other MLB pitchers that qualified were under a 6.6. So to kind of wrap this all up, uh, we talked about earlier the uh, college football that's going to happen today. Uh, then, we re- then we went to the NBA and college basketball, and now we're wrapping it up with the MLB Baseball Award finalists. The last uh, note I want to leave in is this past Thursday, the Silver Slugger Awards were handed out. J.D. Martinez, the former Tiger, collected two, one for the DH and one for the outfield That was the first time that's ever happened in the 39-year history of the award. So for those of us that are here, we are going to wrap this up very quickly. Um, My name again is Ethan Perlman. You are listening to New Radio Media. Remember to find us at newradiomedia.com and on the Apple and Google Play Store at NRM Streams with a Z. Uh, Once again, I'm Ethan Perlman. Across from me is Talking Business Peter Perlman. To my right is Mike, and to my left is Angel. And we will see you all next Saturday.